our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. They were too fast to be an airplane. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where you listen because you don't want to believe, you listen because you want to know. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for tuning in once again. This is episode number 23. Tonight's special guest is Dr. Fred Bell, NASA rocket scientist, inventor, healer, practicing naturopath, scientist, environmentalist, and much more. Actually, he's more like a Pandora's box. He will discuss NASA, the secret space program, Nazi UFOs, martial law, weather and biowarfare, the moon, Project Blue Beam, FEMA camps, and so much more. Dr. Bell will be with us shortly. And if you need to get in touch with me, head on to our website and click on the contact button at veritasshow.com. I want to thank all the new subscribers to the show and for showing your support during this transition. I will work very hard to continue providing value. The transition is almost done and all shows are now available to download in two parts. The first part is available to the general public and the second part, which was absent last week, although you could listen to the show through the player, are all available now for download. You'll be pleased with the new format our website is taking and we'll be including more information on our different guest pages and their respective shows with a more appealing look. Veritas is definitely work in progress. We have great guests coming in the near future. Nick Pope, Bernard Twanell, Alfred Weber, Yvonne Smith, Whitley Strieber, Stephen Bassett, and many more. For updates, visit our website, veritasshow.com. And for those of you who are Veritas subscribers and also members of the Manticore Forum, 
Please note that we need you to make sure your email address is the same as the email address you're using on your Veritas subscription. Our system will match your subscription email with the forum so that your forum account remains active. So, at your earliest opportunity, simply go to the forum and if your email address is not the same as what you're using on your Veritas subscription, please make sure to change it. Very shortly, only Veritas subscribers will be able to post and download at the Manticore forum. And now to some headlines and a voicemail message from a UFO witness. New York Times article boosts ET UFO disclosure movement as exopolitics struggles for its identity. Extraterrestrial bases and contact revealed in Italy. The Hubble Space Telescope's finest photos. And finally, artificial skin manufactured in fully automated process. For the rest of the story, head on to our blog, veritasshow.com, and click on blog. On a Monday of this week, I received a voicemail at 6 a.m. from a trusted friend who wants to remain anonymous. He's always looking at the sky. And to my friend, sorry I didn't answer the phone, it would take an abduction to wake me up so early in the morning, if they're lucky. Here it is. Hey, Mel, this is... I hate to call this time of morning, but I've been watching a real bright, bright white light, which would be north of... I live down here by... And I'm looking just about 10 degrees from due north to the west. And this thing has been sitting there, and I look at it through my binoculars, and it looks like it's a white light, but it's got a shape like a diamond around it. I've been watching it since about uh, 4 o'clock this morning. It's staying in the same spot. So I just thought I'd throw that at you this morning. And like I said, I'm sorry to bother you this early, but I just thought maybe if you were out and about, you could see it. Talk to you later, Mel. You have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. According to the local media, it was a NASA weather balloon flying at 150,000 feet. But how can a weather balloon be stationary for almost two hours and be seen at 150,000 feet from the ground? Actually, witnesses saw two of them, and one witness saw the same light hundreds of miles away from this one. Hmm. Let's all keep looking up, because you never know what you may see. And now, get ready for a man who at the age of 14 was recognized as a child prodigy, a genius by the government, and who from an early age was part of MK Ultra. He will discuss mind control, the secret space program, Nazi UFOs, NASA, past lives, martial law, weather and biowarfare, and so much more. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Don't go anywhere.
This is Nick Pope, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Dr. Fred Bell is the author of many books, most recently a bestseller called Race of Truth, Crystals of Light. He is a former NASA scientist, and he worked with the late Werner von Braun. He was a consultant to over 3,000 high-tech companies before he started Paradigm. Today, although he is in celebrity management and the film industry, he still runs the company Paradigm and still has governmental ties. At age 14, he went to work for the government on a project called MK Ultra. Dr. Bell is also a musician, music and film producer. He believes music and imagery will get the word out quickly. He is also very much involved in project awareness. Today, Dr. Fred Bell is a practicing naturopath, scientist, environmentalist, inventor, performing world-class musician, internationally known speaker and founder-operator of Paradigm Inc. His upcoming book is called The Insight Track. And joining us directly from California, Dr. Fred Bell. Hello, Dr. Bell, and welcome to The Veritas Show. How are you? Yeah, hi, Mel. How are you guys doing today? Fantastic. We're doing fine over here. We're writing the book that we're discussing. <laughs> you have a new book coming out of here. Yeah. And to be, to be quite honest, Dr. Bell, there's so much experience in your resume that it was hard to put a title on this show. That's why I announced, I announced it as Dr. Bell, NASA rocket scientist, inventor, and healer. But to that, we can add musician, practicing not naturopath. What else? Um, let's see, musician, naturopath, author, um, I don't know, comedian. <laughs> <laughs> is that a new, a new aspect, or is well, that I've something? Always tried to, this, these facts are so dry that I've always tried to present them uh, in a humorous way. I'm so tired yeah. of the emotional strain that uh, response that's invoked when people lay out all this negative stuff. Because the reason I, lay, reason I lay it out is so that I can show you what you got to fix. Otherwise, if you don't know it's broken and you don't fix it, you might end up, you know, in one of these new 800 concentration camps at some point in the future when they open up for business. Exactly. And, you know, I tell the audience that I conduct this inter- these shows very seriously because of the, the topics. Uh, a lot of times, you know, the fear of ridicule, the giggle factor, if you put some humor. But it's very important to have humor. Dr. Bell, as it's customary on this show for first-time guests, please take us all the way back to your childhood and tell us how life developed through today. As I mentioned while reading your, the small portion of your bio, at the age of 14, you went to work for the government on a project that some of us know us a bit about called MK Ultra. Take us from there. Well, I was working with... Um friend of mine at the University of Michigan named Stephen Everbaugh, and we developed um, some of the first neurostimulating equipment that's used today to help people get off drugs and obviously as a form of mind control, which is unfortunate, but things always get turned around. And the government was interested in our work at the University of Michigan. I, I went on from there. Uh, this equipment is what uh, was, was, was used in MKUltra. I wasn't a MKUltra subject. I was uh, an instrumentation person there, and um, and then uh, the government wanted me, so I went in the Air Force, um, and then I finished my education uh, and got equivalent of a master's degree, and later on I got equivalent of a PhD in homeopathic medicine. My friend Stephen Eberbaugh and I both went to NASA. He was in, I was in charge of building a spacecraft and launching them into space, 
and he ended up uh, developing guidance systems for satellites. And then uh, I left NASA <clears throat> along when I went to the Air Force, was involved in the UFO cover-up, and then... By the way, Dr. Bell, I don't mean to interrupt you. Do you hear a sound? It's a sound. Is it mind control sound that's coming through your phone? I see a little uh, sound coming. Do you hear it? No, I don't hear anything. Okay, I don't hear any more. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I do have wind chimes playing in the background. That might. There be- you go. Yeah, there's some. I got the door open, and we're on a mountaintop, and the wind is blowing. Okay. And there's some wind chimes over there, and they're ringing pretty good today, actually. And I've got the. Uh, I've got my I've got one of my Lockheed Skunk Works hats on, which I used to work there, and I I got my bird on my shoulder, one of them, and he's chewing the hat, so you might get some <laughs> crunching sounds from time to time. But uh, I went uh, after the Air Force and the UFO cover-up stuff. I went to NASA and did all kinds of worked on everything from Star Wars to Apollo to Saturn, and then I went I left that and uh, visited um, three thousand companies for about seven eight years. Every Navy lab, Atomic Energy Lab, IBM's, any company that you can name that had technology, I went there because I was trained in metrology and I was a uh, instrumentation uh, expert. So anybody that had any experiment going on needed me to make some kind of, you know, deductible results from, you know, in, in quanti- qualitative analysis. I left that, I sold that company, and then uh, uh, started meditating with Tibetan masters. Uh, Got into the you know the Eastern philosophies to study those and meditation practices and yoga practices. Then I started Pyridine, which uh, we make a lot of different things that counteract the negative things that are going on today. And I started Pyridine that's almost 35 years ago now, so we've been in this business for a long time. The process of doing that, I've you know played a lot of music, released five albums, uh, three books. And got a bunch of patents and and uh, got my own radio show over at bbsradio.com, which is Friday nights. Right. And uh, um, and then here I am talking to you. <laughs> How did the government approach you? You were about, what, 15 when yeah, you went to work for the government? They, well, first of all, they approached me in the lab over at the uh, University of Michigan when I was working for Dr. Katz. He was... he's. He just recently uh, uh, died, and he uh, was part of Hitler's organization, came over here in Operation Paperclip. And he was one of my teachers in high-energy particle physics. And um, so not too many 14-year-olds or 13-year-olds are doing high-energy particle physics, but I was, and Stephen Eberbaugh was. And uh, So you actually work with two Paperclip people. Yeah, well, Von Braun and him, yeah. Right, okay. Actually, a lot more than that. This is two you'd know. I probably work with fifty or sixty overall, but it's another story. So anyway, um, huh. so anyway, they 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 came to my parents and they said that I was being uh, vetted for a secret clearance. My stepfather really didn't get off on that, but my father he didn't know what to think of it out here in California. My stepfather was was in Michigan then, and so then my my stepfather moved down to Arkansas, and the government would have no part of that. So. Um, they immediately put me in the Air Force after about 12 months. And I was 16 then, and uh, I couldn't wear a uniform because I was too young. And they right. officially, even though they were paying me and billeting me, they officially could not say I was a government employee until my 17th birthday, so I got billeted 
are put up in, or in, at the Little Rock uh, Army Base, the bio the bio warfare weapons labs there, and I got a good taste of that then from the guys that were taking care of me, and kind of went from there. You know, I, I don't know the CIA and the FBI both had approached my uh, parents, mother and real father over different periods of time uh, while I was 15 years old. I guess they were being vetted too. My dad already had a secret clearance anyway, because he's he'd worked for the government himself before that. So I think they were more interested in my mother and stepfather that living in Arkansas. So who do you think was watching you when you were at, uh, when you had that professor over you? Did you do you think he actually talked to somebody and said, "There's there's somebody here who's a." Well, I, probably, but I had other teachers too. I went to classes at night and. Uh, I was going to write a full curriculum I was doing during junior high. So I'd get off of high school, junior high at 3, and I'd head over to the university till about 7. And then I'd do work in the labs, you know, sometimes late at night, sometimes before class, that kind of a schedule, and uh, for a couple of years, three years. And uh, so who knows? I mean, I didn't, you know, in those days they were after kids that were, you know, somewhat intelligent in certain areas. Whereas today, corporate people are after kids that are corporately oriented. So it was just a sign of the times. The Cold War was in full swing. Uh, we dropped a nuclear weapon uh, less than 10 years before that. Russia was obtaining one. Uh, Germany almost did. So kids that had, uh, you know, particle physics and nuclear physics was really a place to be at the time. And obviously, that's what I was going to major in. So, so that's how it all started. Dr. Bell, you were a contactee. Yeah, that came much later, though. Can you please describe your first contact and when and where it occurred? Well, that occurred in 1971 in Laguna Beach, California, on 3096 Nestall Road, the same road that George Ademski had previously lived on uh, huh. uh, back in the in the 20s when he was there. Of course, then it was a dirt road and it was a cabin. I had a paved road and a cul-de-sac, but that was still pretty wide open. As a contactee, you had contact with Simyasi. Am I saying the name right? Yeah, Simyasi. Simyasi. That's a German pronunciation. Oh, Simyasi. Is he the same Simyasi Billy Meyer had contact with, or do aliens have common names like John? Same person. It was a female. So Billy Meyer claimed to be the only one to have contact with Simyasi, and I know of at least three other people, including... Uh, Sherry Steiger, who was Brad Steiger's wife, the author, well-known author, sure, also had contact with me at the same time. Tell us more about your contact with him, Yassi. Well, it started out as a visual telepathic image and continued on to a um, verbal uh, image inside the head kind of thing with a physical sensation. Although today, because of the instrumentation um, that we have for mind control, I would be very careful if someone out there were to get those same feelings. In those days, the equipment that produces that effect now, which was designed to copy the effect that I had and then duplicate it into, into a phony feeling, which is part, uh, called Project uh, NASA's Operation Blue Beam. Huh. Yeah, that, that, that can be very deceptive now, but in those days the equipment wasn't developed because I was working in the labs that were developing it at the time, and I knew exactly where... 
Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.